Jenna. Hey, and welcome to the Rugby Report Card for another week. You're here with the uh, three amigos. Hey. Hey. Richard, James and Blake, here to talk uh, all things Rugby World Cup. It's kind of nice, I think, having a few days. Uh, and I think you can feel that in the world of social media or even print journalism. Uh, for Australia, there was anger, there was frustration, and now it's kind of like, all right, let's have a logical conversation about what the fuck the last five years have been. Uh, and five. some of that anger has subsided. Four. Four. Three. Would you even say, though, to, to build on, you said five, would you say, other than the actual performance of the World Cup, getting to a World Cup final, which was an amazing achievement, wouldn't you even include that year in your time frame? Hence five. Mm. <laughs> it's a time frame to consider, yeah. I, I guess, like, yeah... Rugby show's not been pretty for a while. Um, but if I guess check Fuck off. You made the World Cup final last go, man. Yeah. Take, take a step back. Yeah, and exactly. And I think, um, I guess, is that where we want to start this podcast? And it's obviously something we've got to talk about. The, the checker era. Um, I guess it's all played out now. Um, I mean, this podcast is the perfect place for hyperbole. Is it the worst ever? run for an Australian coach, the I think, worst ever period in Australian history. Well, he picked up a fucking V-dub from the 60s, didn't he? He oh. didn't have a well-pristine, like even the way in which Deans ran it, it was very controversial, fraying at that time. Ewan McKenzie, it was fraying during that time, heaps toxic. It sounds like it still is toxic. He was working with a very rusty system. No doubt he must have... His style limited the success the Wallabies could have had. We have to acknowledge that he was poor in some sense. But I, I reckon you're going to blame the tools at some point. Yeah, I reckon the you, tools have something to say. Did he have the capital available to him? A hundred percent think he did. And I think you I were, don't. I don't. You're coming off a Tars winning side, Reds winning a few years before that. Um, I think you and Mackenzie was building something. It was 2011, man. It's eight years ago. Yeah, but if we're one in the clock we were, back... We were saying five was too long ago. <laughs> but if we're one in the clock back, Jim, I would argue that there certainly was the cattle. And there was certainly the cattle coming through and there was the cattle the whole time. Well, if the Reds won in 2011, the Tars won 16... 14. 14. That's 14. the 2015 World Cup. That's the success that we we drew out. Since then, we've been dog shit at Super Rugby. We've been dog shit in the Rugby Championship. And we've been dog shit in the Bledisloe. So this is no big surprise, man. I reckon so it's celebratory. That, we made the quarters. So if that is, we've done well. So if that is the case, then actually you can't blame Checker because then it's across the whole board. Well, you're the, the coach. Board. You have to accept some blame. Yeah, you're, oh, you're, part of the, you're part of the puzzle. So, yes, absolutely. But, I, I think... I completely disagree. I think you're just... I'm not saying our cattle is top two in the world, uh, but I completely disagree. I think the talent... Put it this way. Change who was coaching those two sides on the weekend. Give us Eddie. Give England Checker. And they both have to do a press conference the week before the game. I think you get a different result. I think that's being a bit disrespectful personally, but... You're to your opinion. I just think, Checker, this stubborn, I'm going to tell the opposition our approach. Disrespectful to Checker. No, are... disrespectful to say that the only thing, the only difference between the teams was going to be a, if you change coaches, it would have suddenly been 40 points to 16 to Australia over England. I think, I think though, I think reading to scores in rugby. Okay, it takes scores. I was, I was using that to explain yeah, 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 his point. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I understand that. It blew out. It wasn't a 40 16 game. I get that. I'm just saying that if you were to swap coaches, you would swap the result. I think that's being a bit disingenuous. It was a 40 16 game, though. No, I think it was. I think it was. You can't deny it, but I think it's the pull the goalie thing. You see it happen in the Japanese yeah, game. You see it happen in Australia. That's why I, said it, I don't it, think it was a fair reflection. Though. As soon as a team gets blows out past eight in rugby, the game changes because you can't kick goals anymore. So all of a sudden, you put yourself at jeopardy to concede a lot of points. And I think mm. you see that a lot. Fifty percent of rugby games. That's the format that plays out. That last 20 minutes changes the dynamic. Uh, look, would you I, say, just as a... If you swap Lancaster and Czech around, would you say England beats Australia at the last World Cup? No, because I think Czech's strategy worked then. Because Czech's strategy was new then. The, the rest of the world rugby didn't know the style Checker was playing. And at that stage, it was innovative. He had ball carriers. He was playing attacking rugby. And the world had just come out of 
a defensive sort of period, and I think it caught teams off off guard. I think it worked to Australia's advantage, his style then. Um, Cattle, yeah, Gitto, like I think that matters, but he was in his dying days. Pocock was at the height of his powers, if you go back four years ago, which he isn't now. I mm. think we could all concede. Um, but Cattle, I don't think, is a lot different. Mm. Um, I think this four years, that four years, I just think then we had a new style that was innovative and no one knew it was coming. This time we've had a press conference and said, hey, we're going to play like this. We don't watch the tape. Uh, we're arrogant, arrogant beyond measure. Mm. That, that sort of behaviour. We, we assumed that we could win without watching the opposition. I don't think anyone could do that. I mean, Did you come out and say that he didn't watch the tape? Every single, before every single game. What a you, and then at the end of the game, it said, should have you played a defensive kicking strategy? He said, we don't have one. Yeah. No, I heard, what, what saw you, that bit. What are you talking about? Do you like that, the alpha part of him that says that, though? Part of me thinking is he just, is it just tongue and cheek and he is watching tape. Sure, he's, he's watching, watching tape. Well, if he's not, there's an issue. <laughs> and yeah, and I guess that's the that's the frustrating thing. Um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely there isn't a sport out there that doesn't watch tape as a, as for review. Of course, but we've got to keep so, saying he doesn't. CDs, no. Yeah, MP4. But we've got blokes yeah. saying they don't now. That, I mean, that's the concern. I think I, I reckon he's he's a bit of a off the cuff from the holster sort of speaker and he's always after a reaction and uh, I don't think what he says in press conferences is the most articulate or well thought out. No, I think he is doing the work yeah, behind yeah, the scenes. Because yeah. you make the sensational comment to take the attention away from your team. That's clearly what you do. It's a tactic. My problem it's is though, any team, if you let into a game and said, this is how we're going to play and then you played like that, it's insane. And we, we literally have done that. And I mean, my proof of that is seven times we've played England since the last World Cup. We've lost seven zip. Can I ask, did we, you know how... carbon copy each game. You, no, no, I don't know that. Do, did you know how Wales were going to play? Yeah. Last game? A hundred percent. Wales have so, played the same. Exactly. So isn't that the same as the point you're trying to make? Yeah, but I guess their style doesn't concede points. Mm. Our style is predicating that your attack will outgun the opposition. Which in today's, in today's game is never going to work. It doesn't work and it hasn't. We've, mm. we've pulled it off twice in four years. Mm. Whereas I think a game centred around defence, territory, accumulating points and scoreboard mm. pressure does work. Uh, but I do that think, blueprint's worked for years. But I do think... But it was said on the podcast. I said he sat not in this room. that Kicked to the corners, play possession, pushed down. And one of you, I can't remember who... Was very much no, no, no. We don't want to do that. That's that's Northern Hemisphere. We don't want to do that. No, no. But what I'm saying is Wales. The last week. No, I wasn't here last week. Wales also won't win the World Cup because we know their blueprint. Mm. The only teams that can win it are the teams we don't know. Teams that can do both. That's New Zealand. That's England. I don't know if it's South Africa. It's not South Africa. Their attack is shit. We've said this. So it's New Zealand. Like, I think in order to win, you have to do what you do well. But you've got to do sons of the art of war. You You need to to know what's your opposition weakness. How do I exploit it? What's my strength? How do I exploit it? We merely did what's my strength. How do I exploit it? Oh, I agree with that. And without. It's not even that. It's like, how do we want to play? Let's just try that. I think you time. also need to take into account, and I, one of you tweeted, and I echo your thoughts completely, is you can have strategy and tactics in place, but you have to also be able to play what's in front of you and to have the, the IQ to be able to change within the game, and that's the difference between a mediocre team and a top team. Yeah, and we, we had this conversation. I think the blame has to go on the halves there because mm. that's where you would control the game and have logic. I, I just honestly, and this is where the vitriol for Checker comes, I refuse to believe that Genia Leofano, 30 years old, played rugby the whole career, think it's a good tactic to run from their own 22 after they've just consumed points in a World Cup. The one I loved was Kirtley Bill's little chip kick in your 22. Kirtley doesn't surprise me. That could be him doing what's in front of him. I just thought it was fun, yes. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy, but that's what you get with Kirtley, Mm. and that's why some people want a DHP in there. I did think Kirtley played well, but I would argue Genia, Leofano... Tamua, these blokes, I just don't reckon they consistently pick the wrong option mm. unless that's the strategy. Uh, and that's where the vitriol comes from. It's the frustration of that strategy. Now, are we? do we have the cattle? Maybe not. We're not performing in Super Rugby. These players aren't performing. Arguably, and where I would defend the players, is there's seven or eight quality, quality players, and that's all it takes at this level. 
seven or eight quality players, a decent team around that, a bit of luck, win those clutch moments and you're competitive. We haven't been competitive against tier one nations. Um, and I, uh, my, my strongest reason is the halves haven't fired. Um, and we've told the other teams what we're doing. Because it's a results-based business, and I go back to that Wales game. If you if you win that Wales game, and we, you've done the rounds on that, and we don't need to go over that, you have the potential, a very strong potential, to make a final. Do you then look at the checker era in a different way? Uh, and, mate, and then it's a result. No, you're 100% in that sport, isn't it? Mm. Like, even in this game, those minuscule moments, mm. the, the, the intercept moment where England jump out in front, we, we playing catch-up rugby... It's all changed. Like, we get an intercept at that moment. The whole game changes. We beat Wales. We end up on that side of the pool. We play France with a red card. Mm. Like, 100%, mate. At this level, you're talking inches uh, and minuscule moments. So what you've got to look at is the net sum of games Mm. or a consistent results. And consistently... We're not winning those clutch moments. So in the shortest of short synopsises of his tenure... Well, how would you define it? I would, from what it seems, loved by the vast majority of players. Clearly, some blokes he didn't pick aren't stoked. No. <laughs> loved by the vast majority of players. Had a really good relationship with the media for a few years. But what um, about you as a, and you two as diehard, passionate Wallaby fans? Just not good enough. Not good enough? We're not, we're not seventh in the world. Because you alluded to at the beginning that actually it's a, not a success losing in a quarterfinal. I'm not, not putting those words in your mouth, but this is maybe more what you expected. So... Are you in the not good enough camp or are you in the, this is where we thought we were at and this is where, what we didn't need to do to move forward? Well, I, I think he was the right hire. I think the contract extension was the right option as well. I think he has had success with what he's done. Tars, we've had success in a Wallaby format in some degree. But I, I still just think the mountain that is coaching this team and running this system and, and benefiting from all the different coaches that come in at a super rugby leg ball and then the changes that he's made, like it, it's just a, it, it seemed like a sinking ship for mm. four years. I've it seems I've very difficult. I don't think James Conner was that great, man. His, but he his inclusion at 30, exactly. But that's checker. No, but you're, you're saying personnel. Is it or is it? We're, we're arguing that the personnel aren't. No, but I'm arguing that. Patea is. Kurandrani is. Like, maybe he's picking the wrong blokes. Or maybe if James O'Connor was in that side six months earlier, he is. You, consistency matters. And but the there's, nothing that, he could have, there's nothing he could have well done then, for that. Patea's injury, there's nothing, he could have, there's nothing he could do. Yeah, but there's been no consistency. We've had... Isn't there a selection panel? Can I just make... Yeah, yeah, but but that's because of his lack of success Mm. the year before and the lack of inconsistencies. We've had a different halve... Halves combination every single game this international season. No, I, I know. I don't. I don't that's know how we've checker. got onto that. Who are you like? That's checker. My, my question was, was in of the Go on. Yeah, we're, we're arguing. Are we not arguing? I thought we were talking about personnel v coaching. What, what are we talking about? Yeah, no, but I'm, I'm arguing you going... set them up to fail mm. by not picking them consistently. Mm. Yeah, I agree. They do. They do. So that's checker. But it's also personnel because they're not getting. They're not. They're not that good. We picked them, they suck, we move on to the next one, they suck, then we pick the ones we picked first, they suck again. I think, though, pick and stick matters. Pick and stick does matter. But, dude, fucking, how many times have we been here saying, why are we picking this dude, get him off yeah, his no, shit? Nick White, he needs yeah, to start. That's our Kenya, job. He needs to start. That's our job at the pub. Mm. We sit down at the end of the game and we tell you the three blokes who are the worst, we tell mm. you the three blokes who are the best, and we tell you how a simple personnel change will change everything. Mm. Anyone who actually knows knows its systems, its team culture, its training, its tactics. You know, the other thing it is, is is the team, the team's quite old. It's an old team, Mm. man. Leofano's 30, Genia's been injured, Pocock's been injured. Hooper's the only one who fucking hasn't been injured. And he's played every minute, but I think he got outplayed on the weekend. Who else is there? You could run through. Can I actually ask is, is, are the understudies, the, you know, the the Larkhams and the Greys and all the other um, assistant coaches, are they getting off a bit scot-free here? Because is Checker the front man, the the motivator, the um, the, f- the face of it, whereas actually the real, in inverted commas, coaches are those skills coaches. My answer to that is the buck has to stop somewhere. I and I think that. he had a free ride for three years. Yeah. <laughs> we, we went at Larkham, we went at Grey. Mm. Checker was Teflon man mm. until about 12 months ago. 
Um, I think he had a pretty good run there. Mm. And at some point, he's got to be accountable. Yeah. Where I am sympathetic to him is he inherited a Tars team that had been to the finals four out of six years. Mm. And no one was going, and he was told he had to change everything. And they had that fan meeting where they were told, stop kicking it. Mm. So he came in, bought in this attacking rugby. So that's the rhetoric and won a, then, yes. And won a premiership, mm. and all of a sudden thought, this style works. So we need to have a fan meeting start to bring it back (laughs) but but i think so we set him up to say we want you to play this brand this style so he's doing like evidence-based decisions here yeah based on what the fans are telling him he's getting collective efficacy of everybody in the whole country shall we but where that's absurd (laughs) but where it's a revolt it's a results-based business yeah Yeah, but that's the thing and that's the sentiment now Hmm. which is and i think that's the dilemma for australia Hmm. if you are just winning you're not going to get a huge turnout. No. If you're just attacking and aggr- playing fancy rugby, you'll get even less of a turnout. Mm. You need both, and that's what makes it so hard. And I think he tried to deliver both, mm. and that was ultimately his downfall. But you know what? It would have even worked if he just didn't tell anyone. I wonder in those board meetings, does it come down to those semantics of we need to play a style of rugby that is competitive at Saturday night at 7.30? Do you reckon that's an off-the-cuff comment? I reckon that's actually a concrete comment. You reckon it's a BCC? Yeah. I reckon it's a BCC too. I just think you boys have been too too light on him. It's fifty percent success rates, forty two percent against tier one nations, has not consistently ever picked a team. Hands down at this World Cup, Australia has the lowest rugby IQ. That is personnel as well. Yeah. But largely that's strategies and tactics. Um, he's had a swath of assistant coaches at his discretion. Mm. He was given a blank check to run this team however he liked. He could bring back players from Europe. We were, you said, you're our guru, do what you like, and consistently hasn't delivered. Uh, and we lost through stupidity. Mm. So when would, you, when would you have cut it through? The I, wouldn't Scotland say, loss? I wouldn't say it wasn't just... When should we have actually dealt with this? Stupidity. No, but I would argue that it's not that complicated a game. No, I, the I, team I, who wins territory generally wins. The team who wins scoreboard pressure genuinely wins. When was the last time? And executes. Yeah, but when was the last time Australia won territory and scoreboard pressure? Well, I even just executed simple catch pass, even in your consistently. Yeah, like for, I'm talking for a half. Yeah, yeah, and and accountable for the way we're playing, for putting ourselves in type. I mean, you score a try against England in the quarterfinals, you get it within a few points, and they've only got an intercept try ahead of you. Players are starting to click. So you run it from your own 22 until you drop the ball? I don't think it's... I, I, I agree with that. And I also said on the last podcast, I think what the biggest thing is is also restarts. Restarts, uh, kick off, re- you, you, your kick restarts, but also your claiming of restarts, your exits were just so bad. And I'm not saying, and I'm not saying running it out of your 22 or anything like that. Just the execution, that the kicks were overkicked. There was there were some that didn't go 10. There's simple things for an international team you should be able to go right. So that comes back to players not being able to execute under pressure. I think well. those missing the kick for 10, that was all in the last 15. That was when well, it even was the, the ones squib that, even off. the ones the ones that gone uh, on the receiver of a kick, you know, going deep, and, and that goes back to your point of trying to play out but, your twenty two. But my and... problem is, watch the tapes, man. England have kicked deep, hmm. put us in the corner, and pressured us. Absolutely, and we've rolled. And our chase was very good. Every chase was time we play them, hmm. like, how's this for a suggestion? But have every... Nasserani hit it up once. Put Reese Hodge, who kicks the fucking thing 65 metres in the pocket, and say, kick the shit out of it. Instead, just just keep passing but every, every it. Madness. Good, every good international team, you'll see I have a long kickoff, excellent chase, hit the guy, and as you say, you put your post in there, and your pillow, and you just get it wide and clear it. No, yeah, essentially it. the kickoff is a, we're going to put you in a tough position. Yeah, if you execute it. well, you get out. We'll, we'll start again yeah, from a line we'll out of 45. Yeah, halfway. But if you can't yeah. get out... We're in a dominant position. That's the kickoff in rugby now. For some reason, we chose to not play that game. So talking about the cattle, out of that 23 squad that was picked, um, obviously retirements and you know Karevi aside, even though if there is a Karevi law being brought in, I don't know. How many of that 23 will suit up if everybody is fit um, for the first game um, next year, first, in, first game of the international season next year? I guess before we sort of get out the team and go through, I think for Australia it is the, the big question is sort out the halves. Because like, there's enough talent in the other spots. I think when we go through, we'll see there's enough skeleton there. Mm. There's 
killer under 20 sides coming through. There was a few blokes who didn't get on that plane that could have. In particular, our tight five is really young. This is the first really time, strong. though. This is the first time in a long time that it is a blank check. With the amount of retiring, the amount of aging people, the amount of people who have been visibly displaced, like Foley has been told, he, obviously through not selection, that he's not good enough. This could be anyone's game. But Australia, this is a blank check. Essentially, on a um, an eight year cycle, this is us after two thousand seven. Um, everyone left. 2011, rebuild, 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 delivered in 2015. 2019, everyone's really old. We're in that rebuild stage. Mm. Um, we have the, the cattle there, but I think we don't if we can't get the halves sorted. And that's the biggest question mark. There's plenty of talent, um, but any of that mentioned talent is a long way off international rugby. Mm. But the raw talent's there. Um, but that will take a lot of picking and sticking and trusting in that role. What I guess I would hate to see is Tamua becomes a caretaker next year in that number 10. Someone who's not going to be there in four years or eight years isn't a traditional 10, but because you're sort of waiting for someone to come through, he holds up that jersey. I think it just Similar to Nick White too or something. Yeah, but I mean, maybe Nick White's what we need, but some Tate McDermott, this Bloody good players coming through. You look at our under-20 side. I just think 9 and 10 is crucial to Australia's um, development going forward. So that'll be really, really interesting. I, I know a lot of people have asked us to discuss potential coaches for Australia on this podcast. I think that's... It's, 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 really, almost, really it's almost a sure thing what's happening. Rennie. Rennie and what, Jamie what Joseph. Thoughts? What are your thoughts on the day of Rennie appointment? Because that's what you agree. They've talked about uh, Jamie Joseph, but it seems to be all, all the house is on, on Rennie. Eddie so. Jones, Schmidt, Gatlin. There's lots of names come up. Yeah, Rennie's been most of the male. I mean, he's delivered mm. in Europe. He's delivered at the Chiefs. My question or concern is, oh, I could fucking deliver in New Zealand rugby. It's, it hasn't worked. We've seen it a few we times. Someone come across. Balls. We saw fucking the Tars coach come across. We saw Robbie Deans come across. Because I remember when Robbie Deans retired, we were talking about this is the worst record in history. It's 10% better than Checker. Exactly. And then Checker gets the worst record we've had in history. When, I don't know, man. I just... I don't know the ins and outs of these coaches in general. The whole Scott Johnson relationship Rennie has. Because he, he was former. Is that dirty? Well, I don't for, know. Is that a Scott, good partnership? Do, do mates work better? I don't know. And is, my there, is there a chance was, of him becoming a head coach? Well, I, I think Scott Johnson could become potentially a caretaker. Um, I don't like that. No. Because he's been in and around that culture and that team mm. from all accounts almost toxically because they, him and Checker don't get on. Mm. His um, role was clearly to review processes. Yeah, but I don't like the idea of him even being a caretaker or the coach. I think you need... Yeah, coach or not coach. I don't like that caretaker. Well, I think you need cultural change. Yeah. I think you need someone that, new that who isn't to, in the setup. That comes back to Jamie Joseph because the Japanese players have come out. Uh, Michael Leach and the captain in particular said that, yeah, Eddie Jones did a great job. He's not doubting that, but Jamie Joseph was the guy who changed the culture and the style of play that club, that, that, in that in that setup. So he's he's the one. Surely you're all going to be Tony Brown and Jamie Joseph. That setup. My only concern with them is they almost played checkerball 2.0, um, and I don't know if that's the answer. I don't think we need Jake White and play Jake ball, rolling yeah. ball and lineouts. Um, As you say, you need a combination. But every team does. If you want to win a World Cup, you need a combination. And I think that's, to my point, why England and New Zealand are the only, at this point in the World Cup, genuine contenders. That's why I thought France was a dark horse. I don't think they've got the talent, but they can play both styles of rugby. Plus they're Mavericks. I mean, let's be honest. They could one day play amazing. and then That was proper heartbreaking, that game. I was fucking up and about for France. Are Wales... I don't know, we're jumping in. We'll get back to the coaches. Wales are two... Are they the luckiest... Run ever in the history of a rugby world cup. It was like I think, Wales, I think Wales online think that, don't they? What's that? Wales online think that. that the no, I think they think they're killing it. <laughs> Could have been us. Point, yeah. That's my point, Blake. Could have been us. Uh, what, that's that Wales. That that was outrageous. That game against France. Fucking crazy, man. Like. Crazy. I mean, the red card is... It's a, it's a red card. Oh, what yeah. a fucking idiot. And, and Can I say, also, who's an idiot? Jaco Piper, as much as I thought that was hilarious. Thanks, Blake, for sending that. You can't be doing that the day after you just sent a guy. Not with the fucking sizes of a grin he had. No. She no, <laughs> used carbs, though. Yeah, shredded. Shredded. Yeah. Impressive. Um, I guess on the red card, for me, that's what a red card was invented for. 
You, I won't even come on here and say replace him. How dumb, yeah, man. In that five meter on the attack, it's a fucking quarterfinal. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Legitimately Red, lost Red the team for your game. Ruined the contest, but yep. You elbowed it in the face. Yep. Like that. that's where I'll like, Especially given the officiating that we've had thus far. It was like, oh, fuck, it is an elbow. But did you yeah. see Paul Butt retired Yeah, he retired. He's only 28 too. Yeah, you imagine the amount of shit he's getting probably. I, that makes me feel sick. But apparently he announced it to the players and coaching staff before the World Cup. Fuck. That he was really? going to retire, apparently. Maybe it was a bucket list move, I don't know. I've never elbowed someone in a mall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do it. That was really dark. And then that forward pass at the end of that game. What are they watching? Yeah, yeah, what are they watching? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's ludicrous. I, it's insane. I don't know why you're looking at me. I'm yeah, like, I, I, got, just, I got nothing. I just, I have... But, but when they were reviewing it, I was like, they're going to fucking say this is fine. Well, of course they were, because they showed it so many times. But not even, I had no faith in them to call that. They showed because it live. When, when I went, oh, it down, why do The whole idea, try? if you slow it down, you could argue that he's ripping it that way, so therefore their action's going to go backwards first. Which is ludicrous. I know that. I know that. But the more you watch it, you could argue it, and that yeah. puts more doubt, and then you go, okay, there's no clear evidence. I remember I was watching it live, I went, oh, forward. Jesus, did he award that? Fuck, right? What an idiot. Oh, TMO, thank God. All right, forward. Forward. For what? Forward! <laughs> what are they doing? I, I just... Mind-blowing. Mind At blowing. this level. At this level. So is it fated Wales are going to get to a final? It, evidently. No, they're going to get pumped. I'll tell you what, though. It's going to be Wales versus Wales. Just Wales it's, it might be a very boring game, this South African-Wales fixture. It could be France-England 2003. But... There's nothing wrong with France, England, mate. I don't give a shit. <laughs> it was a very boring game. I don't care, mate. <laughs> I think that um, two very like-for-like -like styles. Hmm. South Africa just do it all better. Yeah, um, but they also don't execute very well, so it could be frustrating. I fucking, I, I just wish South Africa were better. I was so keen for a good South African team. I think they are, mate. Nah. No, no. We've said on here a few times. Look, they're so good. They have potential to be so good. I understand players like. Um, Am, I know he does great things defensively. He's offloading. He's offloading. Like, even when he, he caught he caught the ball, when he tipped in the air, he made a great diving catch and then just threw it in the air. What are you doing, man? Mm. He, all he had to do was draw the guy and pass to um, the winger and he would score in the corner and he shoved it down his feet. Come on, mate, you're a test level 13. You've got to be better this is that. brutal, but I reckon arguably South Africa's pack could be the best in the world, in particular if you look at the depth on the bench. Now, possibly bench, New Zealand. Their bench, I reckon, is actually better than their starting. They're, they're tight. They're the, when you bring a Kitchkoff off the bench and you bring bringing Marks off the bench, RG Snayman, give or take it. But that, yeah, that's it's a scary thing. Throw him on there yeah. too. But that is, their, their, their replacement Marks and, and Kitchkoff are better than the two starters. Yeah, so I would say this yeah. is why I think South Africa are contenders. Because arguably it's the best pack in the world. If you look at the 23 makeup of the pack, the bench and the run on. Now, you start picking a world 15, I don't know. But pretty bloody close and certainly working as a unit. Their scrum, their line out, their maul is the best in the like world. It, but I love that maul. Well, no, it was, no, I loved it. That was I, beautiful. I know Faf scored off it, but that's, that's, that's awesome. But what I would say is... I don't reckon their back line, if you were ranking nations, is top seven. To, no, it's definitely not. I, and I feel bad. Willie LaRue sucks. Am sucks. Dialande is very good against crap sides, but he just doesn't look quick enough and against you, good do sides. Do you know what? And this is controversial probably because I know we've said he's very good at times, but I'm starting to question Pollard as well. Oh, mm. I'm, I'm still on Pollard. I think he's your traditional yeah, 10. No, no, he's no, your I World Cup that, 10. But I still want more from him. Don't you want more from him? No, I like I, I don't like care. Pollard. Give me I'm more, give me less, whatever. I'm, I'm Pollard is better than the rest of them either oh, side. Yeah, of him. definitely. Faf, I'm just saying for Faf a, guy, checks for a team out, to win too. Yeah, the Faf wingers. Faf is legit. Well. Faf is nice. I reckon if South Africa kind of do well, I reckon they've got to do that Wales approach of going kick a drop goal early. Oh yeah, they will. Mm. It'll it'll be that versus that. Hasn't even Pollard They'll just a drop win. goal this too. Hasn't even kicked. He's no, no, they've been shying away from those tactics. They've been, just they've been trying to get their back line going, trying to get Wales, their forwards going. Wales but their opposition, man, you played Japan. Come on. Hmm. Oh, yeah. But I just think it's that versus that. The difference is their mall's better, their scrum's better, their line-out's better. So they win those moments, which gets them up by six or nine. All of a sudden, scoreboard pressure, does, the game opens up. And I understand the t your point about tactics and stuff, but does the, the Davis-North et al 
does that give them to, uh, an advantage? Because you said they're probably Yeah, but Davis didn't play, and mm. I think that really crawled them because he's their one world-class back. Mm. Um, but is he out still? Pat- I don't Patchell know if he's back. Patchell would have been pretty class as well, but he's obviously got injured beforehand. Yeah, but I mean... Patchell has a run on, does he? Maybe it's the run, maybe I've said the wrong name. And they, the, the fly-up they got that was pre-World Cup. No, no, I look bad. I'm going to Google it. No, you're OG. Um, and where I'm a bit, we've been a bit harsh on Wales. They won a Grand Slam. They topped their pool and they're into a World Cup semi. Mm. That's a pretty good 2019. Mm. We're coming on here and pooing on them. Because they're poor. They're poor. Yeah, I know that, Jim. But what, and I guess th- this is the frustration of an Australian fan. They've mm. delivered with not a lot of cattle. Mm. Gatlin has got that team to win a Grand Slam, top a pool and into a semi with a bit of cattle. Well, it can't be too brutal. And then you look at the Wallabies who have a lot of cattle and Anscombe. can't win anyone. I mean, Gareth Anscombe. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry. But That's even right. someone like Gareth Anscombe, hmm. like, yeah, great, but he's a fucking average super rugby player. Oh, that's harsh, man. <laughs> that's very harsh. He was. Depends which systems he's in. He was yeah. at the Chiefs, man. He barely made the side. That's a Kiwi system, man. I you know. Run he, on. Let's be fair, he is a Kiwi. He's <laughs> got a Kiwi accent. You know what it is when you watch these teams is that none of them seem perfect. So I have no faith in France. I have no faith in Wales. No faith in Ireland. Definitely no faith in the Wallabies. To overcome adversity if they've just been pushed at and prodded for a considerable amount of time in a game where I'm just so... I watch New Zealand play more than I watch any other team. Mm. I honestly feel that. So I'm just so used to watching them execute... Mm. And that's an unrealistic bar for other teams to bounce back. Well, I think, and I I think I've said this jokingly maybe two, three years ago on this podcast, imagine world rugby without New Zealand. Mm. It'd be so bloody competitive because everyone's got their frailties and everyone peaks and troughs and this four years X is strong, eight years later, they're strong. The the, the gap was was narrowing. Didn't they just fucking (laughs) turn it up a notch when it mattered? It, was you, mind. it may give credence to your point there last week that actually that week, which I didn't think was actually, and I said particularly for England because we hadn't played a, a big game yet, I thought it might have been a disadvantage. Did it bring credence to your point that actually was a massive Yeah, New Zealand's wake-off looked like it helped. Hmm. Mate, let's be honest. The New Zealand second 15 put them in this World Cup draw. They're playing the New Zealand first 15 in the final, and oh, it's fucking close. I don't think The that. back line. Should we go through TJ Perrin? Oh, you can go through the back line. You can go through the forward. I just don't think it will be those two in the final. Sunny Bill, Yuani. Who would be your front? Ben who, Smith. Who would be your pack? You'd have Tawavau. <laughs> <laughs> and the pack, maybe where it comes out a little, not a lot though. Not a lot. There's still a lot of talent. Oh, I don't doubt that, but it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be New Zealand A versus New Zealand B in the final. Um, what about contracts for? structures with the competitions that exist outside of the World Cup. Like, there's a lot of talk about Fiji being included in this comp. Uh, are those contracts up for review too? Like, is that realistic, those chats? Apparently or is that just people getting excited? They're reviewing the, the Sunwolves coming back in a Super Rugby, which is interesting. Mate, I reckon if you're going to do that, oh, no, I was going to say a second Japanese team. Let's make it interesting. But that Japanese team would be pass. They would be mm-hmm. poo. <laughs> I don't know. Does anyone else worry that every World Cup, we love World Cups, so we come back saying, we need the regular season to look like mini World Cups? Mm. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I've said my bit before. They're just, think... trying to, they're just trying to expand the game through. The best thing about the game is its global nature. So yeah, that's and, that's, and that's why maybe it's more the integration of Japan into our rugby, a rug, Japan and a Fiji into our rugby championship. It'd be so. great because then we can beat someone. Yeah, that'd be good for you. Um, that would be that would be more the evolution I would like to see more than the creation of extra super rugby. But players. I think the problem with that is if they're playing in Europe, you limit their power as players mm. to make money because yeah, our true. seasons don't correlate. Yeah. Which is but a isn't there? Aren't we going to that that mind? I think they got rejected. Oh, okay. Sco- and I love that it was Scotland who got it rejected. Oh right, and they lost to Japan. Maybe so they should have a referendum on it. Um, look, I've said my bit. I just think the way to amalgamate France, uh, Japan, Fiji, and strengthen Australian rugby and bring Kiwis back to the maybe, field. Maybe French Japanese could come in to get rid of sack off Italy, their Northern Hemisphere team. Sack off Italy and put them in the Six Nations instead. I like, yeah, I like a qualification system for the Six Nations. And well, that's what Scotland rejected. That's what Scotland rejected. Because they're the ones under threat. 
Let's be honest. Yeah. So that was what we'll was fucking proposed. be better. So you bring Georgia in, Italy can drop out one year. Wouldn't that be exciting? And then? you do, no, well, you're model, not the Ukraine. But wouldn't you? What about if you had the that model here, was the same? Didn't that, that was the same, Dan? No, no, no. I'm saying, but yeah. then you're saying because you'll be on the cusp. Would you like that then? Fuck yeah! <laughs> bring it in. What Absolutely. are you talking about? You're talking at a championship level. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Looking very intently. Aren't Just it? because it, it excites me that there's something to lose. At the All of a sudden, Australia, Argentina matters. Yeah. It's not our cats, three versus four here. No, I don't. Yeah. yeah. Who's coming last? Who's going to be relegated? Yeah. Like, and then, if like, yeah, when you play South Africa and you've both been fucking ass pumped by the Kiwis, then it's not heaps of fun. Yeah. No, bonus points. And then, points yeah, matter. we beat him here, they beat us there. Awesome. Push on. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And I like that happening. idea in Super Rugby too. No, Super Rugby franchises. That's the answer. That's the answer. Not national. Just cash impacts that tournament more than anyone ever likes to talk about. The fact that they can't get paid is why that tournament sometimes... Well, we've got to touch on the other teams in the quarterfinals. Um, Ireland were atrocious. Like, if you're an Aussie fan... Dude, a fucking year ago, I was sitting over there. Sorry. And I was like, man, I can't wait for next but year. It, but it goes back Ireland. to Blake's point, in fairness, too. I mean, everybody knows what Ireland's doing. There's been no evolution. There's no been no progression. There's been no any of those. Yeah. You do it for long enough, you get figured out, man. Yeah, no, completely. So going to pause. Um, Keep going. Keep going. So, so that's the thing. We have to think about what for Ireland. Where, where's moving forward? Joe Smith comes to an end of his tenure right now. He's done amazing things for for uh, for Irish rugby, which is great for him. Um, but uh, we're. Um, I had to change a locale, got kicked out. <laughs> Too much swearing in the coffee shop. Yep, so I think we were back, we are talking about Ireland, and the fact is that... They suck! Well, just the fact is that Joe Smith's now come to his end of his tenure. Do you think that they haven't evolved, which is what we've it talked God, about? God, his stock's gone down. Well, has it, do you reckon? I reckon. I reckon we would have been screaming for him to go into Australia. And that's where I reckon you've got to put the brakes on the Jamie Joseph stuff, because... Success in one tournament doesn't make the the greatest coach. You know, it's about sustaining it. If you're looking at that four-year cycle, I hate fucking talking like that. I just like winning each week. Um, it just doesn't happen very often, though. So cool your, cool your jets. Yeah, but um, where Jamie Joseph works is his comments on the culture. Mm. Talk culture. Yeah, that's what the players have all Yeah, it sounds, like, it sounds like that. And we've got to listen know. to the players. The Interestingly, the players... <laughs> players of... <laughs> We'll talk no, about, about Quaid, yeah. <laughs> but the Aussie, the, all the players that come out and support a check. That's what I'm saying. Giddo's done this big post, thanks for everything, yeah. bringing me back, throwing your faith behind me. Mitchell, Hooper. Yeah, because he fucking did heaps of shit for him. Genia right? said, best coach I've ever had. Mm. Uh, Karevi. So I think clearly I think, a man I think most of that is a reaction to the media slamming him, and they're like, fuck it, this guy's all right. What's going on here? Let's play a voice this shit. Mm. Where I don't accept that is... Playing your heart out and your most passionate and being fit and physical and up for the challenge. That doesn't win you That's the rugby. bare minimum of what we want from an international yeah. rugby player. That goes without saying. Mm. That's what you might struggle to get out of your 15 yeah, It's just strategy, tactics, application Execution, under pressure, all that. Yeah, decision absolutely. making, yeah. clutch moments. All those performance elements. Yeah, absolutely. that's that. So I think this idea that the players loved him and he got him up and about, that's awesome. Mm. That's the bare minimum. Doesn't mate. win your games, though. Bare no. bare man. That's the chat you have with the 13 Ds when they're a bit scared to make a tackle. Mm. You try and rev them up to want to make the tackle. Mm. Um, at this level, it's about execution. Mm. So now, Island suck dick. Is that what we're getting at? That's pretty yeah, much. A, a victim of his own success, man. A year yeah, the to ch- change. That's what I'm the saying. The tar thing ruined yeah. him. The yeah. tar yeah. thing, yeah. we need a review, and then he came in there, poquita, this physical style, delivered. But then, if you're saying that that impacts your ability, then you have to coach for four-year plans. You can't do week for week. No, and I think mm. it matters. And he didn't have that, and I don't know if Schmidt has. He's got mm. one game plan that he's mm. delivered consistently. Mm. Um, elephant in the room here, too, was Checker's early success padded by having one of the most talented blokes in the world, Israel Folau. Like, so much of his attacking rugby, Folau had scored two so tries. Call a spade a spade. Are you saying that if you put Folau in that... It'll... That Wallaby team, does it make it a discernibly better? Yeah, like he's a gun. Oh, he's world class. That, but, like, just... but I'd rather lose than, than pardon mm. his bigotry and his mm. stupidity. Yeah. So I'm fine with the decision to get rid of mm. him. Um, 
but yeah, Cheka's style, that attacking style, part of its success was at the end of it, Israel Falau's going to yeah. deliver you 10 points every Predicated two Predicated by the left foot stack. Uh, yeah, at very ad line. At, very, at, at very, the very, very least. least. Yeah, yeah, you feed it wide, Falau's going to get you something. Yeah. You're going to have to put two attackers on him. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, I think that's an interesting dynamic. Not saying we missed him. I'm happy not to have him. Well, he wouldn't want us to miss him. That's no. got homophobic undertones. Yeah. I mean, homosexual Full undertones. undertones. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> He's a good-looking rooster. Yeah. Um, what did you think about the overall quality, as much as there was two slightly one-sided, one very, very close, and then obviously the last game, which was a great game to watch, but obviously blew out South Africa. And what did you think of the overall quality of the four quarterfinals? Interestingly, interesting the way it panned out. I, panned out. I think it's clear there's three dominant sides at this World Cup. Mm -hmm. um, New Zealand look fucking red hot. Mm -hmm. England, we could say, maybe haven't quite been tested, mm -hmm. but haven't put a foot wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, and we probably haven't given them the credit they deserve yet. Um, South Africa, the early loss hurt them to New Zealand. It's knocked their stock. Their execution wasn't there against Japan, but they still look pretty dominant. Yeah. Uh, Wales, look, we've been pretty clear. They look fucking horrendous. Yeah. Uh, then Ireland, atrocious. Australia, embarrassing. Japan, that's as good as they're ever going to play against mm. the Springboks and good on them. Mm. Uh, Wayne Barnes was terrible. He clearly got the memo that Japan were supposed being, to be competitive. Being a bit harsh. There were some interesting calls of the first half, I'll give you that. The but no, the second half he got the message. Half, yeah. The first half was legitimately, let's keep this competitive. Oh, 65 million are watching. That's a bit harsh. 65 million, Rich. That's a lot of money. It's a bit harsh, Jim. It's a lot of money. It's a bit harsh. I stand by it. He was refing one side. If, no, I don't even fuck, man. I was going for Japan. I know you were. Um, but if I was a Bocky <laughs> fan... Japan's my second team. I would have been having an aneurysm. <laughs> They're the world's second team right now. Oh, absolutely. I've well, got a... Well, they just go away. Thanks. Sweet. It was nice. Yeah, they will. Unfortunately. No, there's talk of them coming into the Super Rugby. But we've just done that chat. They're already in there. No, no, no. But there's no ever. It's it's the international game where they need to evolve. They need to be in a rugby championship. They need to be playing regular. My problem is you can't just show up and play Hong Kong in April. But interesting choice. Is versus Hong Kong? They do play Hong Kong. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. Why is that interesting? I'm just saying. Where do you stand politically? I'm not getting into that conversation. I will. I'm fucking pro democracy. I'm pro Hong Kong down the line here. Yeah, but we didn't want to answer. I thought we weren't Say it. Say it, Richard. Xi Jinping, I assume you're listening. Not interested. Anyway, moving on. If I ever want to get back into China again, we won't holiday. be going back. No, it's getting in China will be fine. Get Actually, out. my mum bought a. Oh yeah, that's definitely not. My mum bought a Huawei. I thought that was crazy. A Huawei? Did yeah. that shit get straight? Let's get, get straight, shed, straight, straight to, to Beijing. Beijing man. No, Xi Jinping gets in his voicemail, mate. Everything my mum does. hundred. No, but it's not even. It's not even hearsay. Yeah. It's not even hearsay. No, I told her. Crazy. What is she doing, man? What is she doing? Wow. wow. I wonder where she stands on the Hong Kong thing. I think I think she's not in. <laughs> Deviants, those protesters. Oh, absolutely. But uh, yeah, Hong Kong have a rugby team. Yeah, they do. Mm. Wonderful For seven. now, who the fuck knows what's going on? Absolutely. All right, well, the, the big one, and I don't know, I don't know if this is too disingenuous to Wales and South Africa, the World Cup finals this weekend, New Zealand See, versus uh, But I tried to say this a couple of while ago. Do you actually think that... The pathway has been slightly swayed by how easily New Zealand beat Ireland. I, I, I agree that. But the pathway for will be is so much harder this side that it's going to be more challenging. Are they going to be pushed too far to get to that final? Whereas South Africa have had a, such an easy uh, had an easier run. However, Wales have beaten South Africa the last few times they've played them. Oh, look, I would say on this side of the draw, if New Zealand wins, they're winning this World Cup. Mm. That's undeniable. If England wins, they bloody deserve to win the World Cup. They're yeah, the ones. Whoever beats New Zealand. But the problem is they you, deserve may, it, you, may, but you may reach the yeah. crest and the precipice and then suddenly you have it's a... It's not a foregone conclusion no. that they're beating South Trust Africa. Trust me, we lost to Wales a few years ago. Um, a few if, weeks ago, sorry. And South Africa will be up for that encounter too. If Wales get a red card against South Africa and somehow win by forward <laughs> pass... Is that the only method? They're going to get fucking pumped in the final. Mm. <laughs> um mm. What's the biggest deficit, and I'm throwing you under the bus here, in a World Cup final? Has there ever been one resounding winner? It was a pretty I'm, much I'm, a sure I'm, thing last, I, last yeah, time. I was just going to say, I don't mean to be rude, but maybe last last World Cup? Yeah. Everyone else has been close. All right. Oh, don't don't, I, don't I kick us while we're down. I, I prefaced it. I don't mean to be mean. But, but this is the game 
everyone's wanted to see. This England-New Zealand game is the game everyone's been years waiting Years in the see. making. Remember, it was like five years there yeah. where they wouldn't fucking But then England played, and then England, were, and England was shit for them for a year and a bit, and that's when they played New Zealand. But, but it almost helps having a little shit period between World Cups. Dude, I reckon people stop watching your strategy. Every good coach plans for a shit period. Eddie did it pre-2003 down here. Remember he was picking Steve Kefu and shit in the centres? It's all the place Steve Kefu. Yeah. <laughs> it's all on him, is it? Yeah. He's picking a, a strange team in the lead-up. Yeah, didn't he pick the other dude too? Morgan. Bum on? Bum on. <laughs> strange team. Can strange I ask you, we, I asked you this about 20 minutes ago. How many, just lastly, how many of that 23? I want a number. Don't have to go through all of them, just a number. Around four twi- years from now? That looks like fun. Australia? Yeah. Four. Four in the mix. Who's the four? Maybe not playing. Patea? Yeah. Definitely, mate. That kid's a freak. Uh, Tupo? Okay. You're way off. Do you want me to do this? You don't want Tupo? CO will be there. Alalatoa will be there. Tupo will be there. Rodder will be there. Coleman will be back. Hang on. We'll be back and we'll be there is two different We'll be back in there. Okay. Uh, Nicerani will be I there. I don't think Coleman will be there. Do you there? think his, his stock has... 23 or something. His stock has decreased tremendously. I think he is a bloke who had some super rugby success in his early 20s. Mm-hmm. Pushed into international rugby. You're playing with the big boys now. Mm-hmm. He's not at that standard yet. So not to say he can't get will there. He, will his performances continue to regress or will he evolve? Well, that's where I think coaching matters. Because mm-hmm. he's got the, the raw bones... Raw bones <laughs> to make it. Uh, I'm still naming names. Hooper right. will be there. Karevi will be back. Patea will be there. Um, I'd say that's about it for the run on. Look at the back line. Lotu will be the bench. Lotu will be there. That's a shame. Yeah, I don't know if he's talented. There's enough. no way. 22 with that kid. Are you sure you got to find another six that can jump in a line out? He's pretty young. There's no way that cat's 22 as well. No, he doesn't look it, does he? But no. he's pretty young, man. Ulysses will be there. There's that is when you add on to that that we've got an under 20 side that's playing their best ever, mm-hmm. um, and an under 18 side that's playing their best ever. That's exciting. Mm. That's something a new coach should have a semi rad rider over. Fuck yeah. You know what I mean? That that yeah. and that's what you look to build on and, mm. and I think that skeleton of a squad is certainly there. Mm. Um, and well and then in that case, then if you're picking a coach, when you get to pick a coach with a proven history of developing young talent because everyone I reckon would have that on their race at some point but who's done it more than once? I love what you're saying but I just don't like the expression young talent. It sounds very me too. <laughs> <laughs> so word it differently and I'm Ref- in rephrase yes <laughs> well fuck I don't know well someone who knows their way to stop no no, no no stop young players alright so I'll your comment is you know the person knows <laughs> yeah, their way they know around. how to nurture no, them no. They, know, <laughs> they know how to get the best out of them okay and willing to put a lot they in them too because they <laughs> yeah. They want a coach who's going to commit. Yeah, you know what I actually think? I'll tell you what I like. I like the fucking old school headmaster terrifying type. You reckon Gatlin's mates with the boys? No, mate, they're terrified of him. You reckon Graham Henry was mates with the boys? Headmaster's no, a big Catholic mate. Jake White. Yes, it's on the same line yes, as Young Talent. So, yeah. Same line as Young Talent. That is our audience. <laughs> so let's not get too hard at the private schools. Um, I actually think you almost need that grumpy, fucking grumpy bum. All right, do it again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> rephrase. <laughs> I opened this can of worms. Yes, you really did. And I'm sorry. It's been fun. <laughs> um, I want, I don't know, I don't know if I want another one of the boys. And I get Jamie Joseph, Rennie, you hear a bit of that. I want a, ah, oh, fuck, it's too. You want an Eddie James? <laughs> yeah, I want a prick. <laughs> it's actually a really hard conversation to have. <laughs> I just think I'm not saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, all right, well, we haven't given England their due, the way they played. Um, and I think they played without a lot of ball, and they just execute. Mm. The clutch moments, they just do well. Uh, I think Sinclair was struggling at scrum time, but they just find a way to not make that a major part of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where, coming back to a show, it frustrates me. You've found a weakness, 
how do you not exploit it? Mm. Like, we're no good at that. I think Because England... it turns on a coin 30 seconds later. We're scrum that, that, dominant. See, that's a penalty. That's but that so happens right? in rugby. Yeah. It does. It does. Like, sometimes but it happens you, every game. You get the engage. But normally a dominant team's able to go, all right, plan for that dominance. Mm. I think we've got an edge here. And then manipulate it, keep the ball they, in. They also weren't the helped ref. by, I think, the, the England replacements. The, the front three replacements are experienced in... And a, of a high quality. I'm not saying the Wallaby front row replacements are not, but I think when you get to that 60th minute, when there's more scrums later in the game, I just think it helps where the you know the England's front three come on made a bit of a difference. Oh, England's yeah, absolutely. Mm. Uh, England just do mm. clutch moments well, mm-hmm. and their back row. I think Hooper was sensational. Their back row is awesome. Mm-hmm. Curry Underhill. I thought Australia really mitigated Vinopola. I thought yeah. he'd have a much bigger role. Mm. He doesn't seem anywhere near his best. But I don't think he's fully fit. That's like, the impression. He looks has he ever been? too. No, has he I, ever been fully fit? Yeah, there was yeah. like one or two years. He is. He I, actually, I actually disagree. I actually think he looks slighter than what he has done in the past, which, which I feel like has negated some of his aggression. I don't know. Maybe I know lots of, um, lots of punters in the lead-up weren't happy with Farrell or 10, thought Ford was in his best form. For me, this is the best back line. Well, I, we've said, no I've, said it, I've said on here. I've always been a Farrell been, 10. I've always been confused about Ford hype. Because he's a, he's a territory. He's got a much better longer kicking game. So Farrell's the, the shorter kicking game, the better distributor, whereas Ford's the kick to the corner. That's, that's, that's the majority of his game plan. Mm. So for a... a to, Build on your point earlier to get the hybrid effect of both things, you have to pick Farrell because yeah, he's more I think of the football. Ford, you know, it's so obvious. Yeah, what he can playing. see he plays more in front. And of I him. think Slade at thirteen, he doesn't always play well, but no. he's the right type of thirteen. He's got the feet, he's got the offloading, yeah. and the passing game. And he's just the the progression from Jonathan Javis, the guy that's got the got the footballer about him, got the feet about him. Um, and that's what we wanted out of O'Connor. And I also like never quite no, and I also like the fact of England go backdoor a lot because we got very quick wingers, but having Elliot Daly as and he didn't have his best game, I understand that. But having him as that second receiver a bit wider helps us as well, I think. I do think England, and this is where no shame for Australia are the second best team in the world at the moment. I do think, I think this New Zealand team isn't as consistent as New Zealand teams in the past. Mm. I just think that'll be too much for them. Well, if you, if you're a betting man, I know you two are, <laughs> but you have to. You have to say England go. Oh, sorry, England have to go into it as underdogs, second favourites, etc. But it's a game that it's. It's two teams. Does that change their mentality? Because to me, I get the impression, less so than, say, a Wales or even a South Africa, less so because they got a, they got a few more strings England, but they seem very good at leading. Are they, are they as strong at chasing? I know they considered my, 31 points yeah, my, Scotland um, leading. Yeah, my, my issue is, is more of a case of where a team works them out. And what I mean by that is within the game. So there's an adaption from, by the team. And England then suddenly start to struggle because they have this set plan or set strategy or set tactic, and if you go and off that's Eddie, it, isn't it? Yeah, then they go, oh shit, they shit the bed and they struggle. Yeah, so and, that, that, and, and Eddie, that was his problem here in Australia. Mm. When it worked, we looked the best in the world. When mm. it didn't, we looked real ordinary because mm. the players are so mandated. Yeah. They seem so structured. So, what's the difference between it working and not working? Is it a toss of the coin? Is it a referee? I call? think it's whether the opposition. I think adapts and yeah, manipulates that's the, the game accordingly. But you, that's that's a guarantee this weekend. I know, yeah. and that's why I think we'll struggle. Yeah, I, yeah, so do I. Is that where we were going? But the thing is, I think <laughs> at this level, players are so fucking talented. All you need is, I don't know, an intercept, a yellow card at an opportune moment. Absolutely, something. And, and, I, and I don't think, and we talked about the I don't England. I don't think are going to get blown out, but. We still go in as favourites, and if we lose by 12, that's not a surprise. But if we win, it has to be a close game. We have to start well. Yeah. Set piece has to work well. No, but you know what, Rush defence has to be good, shutting down, With that close game shit, and we haven't seen it this tournament because they haven't needed to do it, but every close encounter, there's no team better in the world than managing a football game in the second half. Mm. They just, from kicks mm. to retention... I just... I just think rush defence is, is the key. Oh, yeah. Uh, pressuring yeah. New Zealand, but I just think it's Barrett, pro- Moanga, Goodhue, Leonard It's also Brown, the big one of the biggest you could Sunny create. Bill, you they- could fire their cylinders, the rush D. Because when they have a bit of a disrupted line, fuck. That's but I think they the Hurricanes show they struggle a little. But how good is that? it? But how good is the kick pass and how integral is that becoming into the game as well? Yes, the rush defence is awesome, but how many times is that cross kick, cross field kick? And they execute it. Sex is just unbelievable. Yeah. But their, their kick is so much flatter than everybody can else's. Can we comment on soak defence? <laughs> 
Fucking hell. Remember lead up to the World Cup, we're doing soak defense, yes, and Ramwick Colts are doing our attack that we're going to use. <laughs> How did no one at that go? Um, I, think we, I, think we did, I think we did. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what are you do- Guys, it's clear what wins at the moment, yeah. what works. What are you doing? What are you doing? Should we talk about apparently? Is that is that them looking for the next thing? What's the thing that's yes, going to yes. And I think that's you're in the moment. Arrogance. But you, yes, you need to be in yeah, the moment. But the if World you're Cup is for now. The next thing, you've got to watch some tape, man. I always felt like Four CDs. You can't watch tape. Four CDs. But I always felt like Checker was like he was a believer that we were so good. If it fired, we would have the next evolution of rugby. Mm. I think we we aren't that good. No. We are in and around that top four if mm. we're playing well. Um, and that's what we should be striving towards, not revolutionising the oh, sport. Absolutely. Sorry, I know we keep going back to that, but fuck, it's frustrating. You know what else is pretty apparent now is Checker's distrust for the Super Rugby coaching system. If he's going overseas poaching and giving them time, which seemed a bit undeserved, Nick White, Matt Tamua, James O'Connor. But I, you know what I'd call that? I'd call that he was looking for the golden snitch. Oh, yeah, clutching at straws, isn't Samu. it? Samu. Like, all of them. He was always trying to bring someone back who would change it. And even last woke up, Gitto and Mitchell, and maybe they did. But he was always looking for this golden snitch, this one thing that would change it all, when it's not really that, mate. It's fucking runs on the ball. 100%. It's quaffle play. It's quaffle play. I don't know my Harry Potter that well, but I enjoyed that. I just ran with it, and I I enjoyed it. I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> all right, so just, just um, quarter uh, semi-final result. We're all going to go for New Zealand. It, it pains me to say it. Probably all going to go for New Zealand, and we're all going for South Africa. Yeah, hundred percent. I the think yeah. both comfortably. Um, going both I comfortably? want England to win, and I want South Africa to win. You know, I was actually I had this conversation with Richard, and it's funny that pre-doing this podcast, I would unequivocally go for anyone against the All Blacks because they're our traditional rival. And I used to quite enjoy cheering for England. Ever since doing confirm, this podcast... Can you confirm that he did ever cheer for England? Hey, I'll make a fucking remix out of it. <laughs> I quite I quite, quite enjoy, enjoy. it. <laughs> but... We're going to hit tune, man. Post doing this podcast, I fucking love the All Blacks. <laughs> I hope England get pumped. I don't know what it is. I think it's my competitive nature. I hope you get pumped. They're definitely going to get pumped, man. They're good. They're going to get infiltrated. Do you know what I did? After the Wallaby game, I just made a decision. They're going to get garrisoned, man. I made a decision that I was an all-black fan. I got an all-black gym shirt. I popped it on. How fucking fun it is being an all-black fan. Oh, dude. They're very good. They're very very good. Imagine cheering for a team that just wins. Never had that. I've... Follow a lot of sports. My, none of my teams do that. So I wouldn't really know. I don't even know where to start. It's, just, it's with a that. bizarre feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Redskins played well, mate. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Fucking shout out. It was horrible <laughs> condition. They lost their coach too, didn't they? Yeah, they fired him. Yeah. Got the NFL podcast now. But they they just fire coaches when they today. Shit. Don't tell me the results though. Okay. Fucking, I'm down for a Clippers Lakers game, but no, you don't. Watching when I get home. Maybe a podcast in LA, mate. Ooh. Shit, that'd be sick. Yeah, man. I was listening to The Economist yesterday on sport. <laughs> just got no, no, it was about basketball and international sport and growing sport. Basketball's are we, are we, growing. Are we going back to China at this point? Basketball's growing quicker than any other sport in the world by fucking yeah. country miles. It's a fucking exciting game, though. It is. Like, it's action-packed. Other than the last minute when the clock gets stopped every two seconds. Even that, you're not turning it off, Bart. No, I'm definitely not. No. All no. no. the last six minutes when it's 90 to 10, mm. and they just fucking, whatever, man. Just 90 to 10? Out. That happens sometimes. <laughs> we yarn this. <laughs> so Endeavour versus Engadine. <laughs> we yarn this every two weeks on the potty, but how infuriating is the clock running during scrum resets. Oh, yeah, mate. Just stop it. Look, Wales, France, a point in it. Quarterfinals World Cup, 74th minute. So have a five-minute scrum. And it's just clear as day that they're collapsing it. Yeah, it it is. It's funny. As one of you said, um, I think it was you said, yeah, they just forget how to scrummage in the last five minutes. Everyone's amnesia. Or, oh, sorry, sir. Sorry, I'm a bit too close. Can we reset? Please reset. Can we just, yeah, okay. Where's the mark again Stop for me? Yeah, and then they go, right, we had this chat in the sheds an hour ago. Yeah, front rows. Both come to me, please. Come on, we've had a good all this game. Yeah, it was good this game. Yeah, we've yeah, got a new row on. now. <laughs> but it's in broken English and yeah. everyone's a bit confused. The other thing I can't cop, and I know it's hot, is just stoppages. Mm. 
You've forgotten I'm about it. Hot. I'm sweating a storm <laughs> in this car. Man. You've forgotten about it because the quarterfinals, the atmosphere's there, but the game just stops every 20 minutes. Yeah, it does. Crazy. And, and it seems like it's getting worse or it's not getting addressed. Yeah, no, no. It's real. After this World Cup, that needs review. No, it's not the time but, now. But, man, everything, everyone will be on holiday. Just won't give a fuck about rugby for two years. No one's going to give a fuck about rugby in Australia until the, until the Falau hearing. Then it will what resurface. December. December 18th or something. Then it'll resurface. We'll get a bit of a start. I'd be uh, doing that shit December 25, man. Just fuck you. Not committed, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Midnight. Yeah. <laughs> How committed are you, Chip? <laughs> oh. oh man! Oh, that aircon's lovely. That's oh, that's real nice. Um, any other things that we haven't hit? No, don't um, so. Well, I did ask you some questions, place, but it's been pretty good. But I, I prefer those. I don't prefer them, but they're fun. Yeah. There's only two more left for the year, I imagine, too. Yeah. Jake White, if he came back to Australia, thoughts? I think he's, you've already hit on that, haven't you? You don't really want to play Jake Ball, do you? No, don't want Jake Ball. It's winning ball, but... But that's the question you go back to. Do you want to play that expansive game that Checker alluded to, or do you just want to win? Just want to play unpredictable. Well, we're in this, the, other, the other name, Checker came out saying he needs to be an Australian coach. Like, Larkham, I think, is in Munster and earning a fucking bucket load. Um, Dan McKellar is the only other Australian on that level that's stepping up, but he's way is too he, young Is he on that level? In. I mean, like Australian coach. Who's another Australian coach out there running around? Ewan McKenzie. McKenzie. Dude, did anyone disappear off the face of the earth better than that? Da- that yeah, where is that he? Cat? I don't know. He mate. fucking he just he quit. Alan Moffat, mate. He's not in. He's off it. Um, as an England fan who has an Australian coach, as if you give a fuck. Yeah, mate. I, mean, I had this nationalism just, of the coach. We who just cares? drew the ashes, like, and we had an Australian coach. Yeah, who cares? We drew, we've just we get to a World Cup final with an Australian coach. I don't give a shit. We're winning. Yeah, I, I this nationalism of the world the coach is so. Needs to be. Yeah, I don't get it. Oh yeah, dude. You lost the ashes, man. You didn't fucking draw. Or draw. <laughs> Who's do you got, not know what two two is? Do you know what two? Who's got the win? Do you know what two two? You win or lose, man. If England uh, fucking <laughs> win this Rugby World Cup on boundaries, I'm done. <laughs> if there's some red card, extra time, hits the oh fuck, I'm done. And you know what? If Australia win the World Cup... But wouldn't Cup, that be telling you the whole thing? Oh, wait. You're out. Sorry. Yeah, all right. We'll see you next week, mate. We'll see oh. you next week on the podcast. Hi, mate. We're still in there a week longer, eh? All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> was that... Was that wrap up? Huh? All right. Thanks for listening. You're yeah. right. Thanks.